This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, hello. Come one, come all to maybe one of the greatest episodes of Morgan's Pop Talks that you will ever hear. We are ready to discuss. We have been just marinating on the Kim and Pete breakup. Baby number two is here. Teresa Judice's wedding hair. Matt and Rachel's potential love child. The things that have happened in the past seven days have left me just bamboozled, but also so excited to come here and talk to you. If you're new here and you're wondering who is this chick and why is she yelling at me? Hi, I'm Morgan and I'm yelling because I'm passionate about the things that we are about to discuss. And we have a lot, a lot to get into. This episode is just about to be chaotic. So buckle up. If I ever get to the point in my career where I have a greatest hits album, they don't do that for podcasts, but just go with me here. Morgan P. Talks Greatest Hits. This episode's going to be on the Greatest Hits album, okay? So let's just go. Let's get into it. Pedal to the metal with our pop three. These are the biggest Hollywood stories in reality TV and pop culture. Let's talk about Matt and Rachel and their baby rumors. I did not start these rumors. I just want to say they've been posting a lot of cryptic things online. And if you know anything about being a part of bachelor nation, you know that we are insane people and we will nitpick every little last thing that you do. And at this point, members of bachelor nation, I don't feel bad for you because you know what you're signing up for, especially when you start doing things like Matt and Rachel are doing. So if you don't remember, Matt was the bachelor. Rachel was his winner, although it took a while for them to get where they are. I always said that they would end up back together. Very complicated situation, obviously, what went down with Matt and Rachel, but they seem to be in such a great place. So much so that the internet thinks Rachel might be with child. Now, let me just say, and I had this in the comments, and this also really just ticked me off. People are like, it wasn't people. It was one person. was like, you don't like to speculate on people having babies, but yet here you are speculating. It's so rude when people say, are you pregnant? Yeah, that's rude. When you're in the grocery store and you walk up to Suzanne and you're like, oh, Suzanne, how far along are you? And she's like, I'm not. That's rude. When you're looking at bizarre things that they are putting on the internet, in my opinion, to get people's attention, I don't think that's rude. And we're going to talk about it. Somebody else asked me what I'm thinking about the baby rumors. I'm thinking Matt and Rachel are really starting to piss me off. With all the things they're doing. It started with a weird one. It was a it was a car ad that Matt James did. 
don't know what the car was. So it's like, was it a great ad? I think it was a Nissan or something. Um, but I did watch it a million times and I've talked about it a lot. So, I mean, if you wanted to get people to watch the ad, he did a good job because it was about a car. It was about a minute long. And then at the very end, he puts a, he puts a car seat in the back of the car. And he's like, this car is great for when this time is coming. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then he like deadpans the camera and he he shakes his head and he's like, yeah, it's coming. So I'm like, I mean, the fact that he doubled down in the middle of a paid ad, I'm like, okay, maybe he just wants to get views. So then Miss Rachel, our dear, beautiful, gorgeous soul, Rachel Kirkano. She posted, oh, what was it first? She posted something about not being able to drink caffeine. And it was like a decaf coffee because caffeine was messing with her or something. Look, I have no experience in being pregnant. So I don't know. If you can't drink coffee when you're pregnant, like, it's just not going to be for me. I'm sorry. Um, But some people are like, yeah, you can. It just you know, it messes with people in different ways. So that's fine. And then Rachel also sometimes does this thing on her Instagram stories where she shares her inspirations for the past month or whatever. It's normally like lifestyle pieces, clothes, you know, aesthetically pleasing things. Well, this time there was a baby, a child, a newborn baby wrapped up in a blanket on her things that she's been into lately. And we're like, okay, it's a choice. Then they do this video in a random parking lot that came out this week and everyone's tagging me in this video. They're just like all over each other. I think it's an ad for jeans and Matt is just all up on Miss Rachel's stomach, like rubbing her stomach, patting her stomach. And I'm like, okay, they, maybe they're just being affectionate. Let's give them the Benny, the benefit of the doubt. But you know, my fiance and I, David had our engagement pictures this week. Not one time did he touch my stomach, you know, like we're pretty affectionate people. And anytime we want to show affection to each other, he's not rubbing on my stomach, you know? So I, I, when people were tagging me in that video, I'm like, okay, I think, I think it might be a stretch, but I do get what people are saying, you know, behind the situation. Here's the annoying thing to me now about the whole thing. A, she has been eating sushi. Again, don't know the rules of being pregnant, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that um, unless it's like cooked sushi. I don't know. I don't even like sushi. I get the chicken and the sushi. So I'm just not an expert on any of this kind of stuff. But it's annoying to me because it's very, very, very easy for them to leave a comment. You know, make an Instagram story just saying, Leave a comment that says no. Leave a comment that says not true. Leave a comment that says LOL, not yet. You know, but they won't. It's very easy to shut this rumor down, but they aren't doing it. And I'm wondering why is that? In my opinion, either because it's true or they like attention, time will tell. All right, let's move on to our next headline in this week's pop three. Teresa Judice is married, family, and a hair drama ensued this weekend in New Jersey. We've had some time to digest that hair 
from truly the biggest New Jersey wedding I have ever seen in my life. Teresa Judice and Louie got married this past weekend. We got to start with the hair because honestly, it was more dramatic than the family drama that's going on behind the scenes. The hair, look, there's nothing that has not already been said about the hair. Teresa, my Jersey queen, live your life, love your life, be a princess on the biggest day of your, well, is it the biggest day of your life if it's your second marriage? I don't know. I've never even been married one time, so I don't know. One of the biggest days of your life, okay? It looked like a cur- like a curtain of hair. I've never in my life seen a waterfall coming out of somebody's, like a waterfall of hair. I've never seen anything like it. I am bamboozled. So Andy Cohen on his serious XM radio show on Monday morning had uh, page six names this person as Kazaza. Okay, we're going to go with that. Has been working with Teresa since season three of Real Housewives of New Jersey. And the hairstylist said, Teresa said, my hair has to be over the top. It was over the top. It was off the side. It was, you know, down to the floor. It was all of the things. It definitely was over the top. They had to build a custom mesh piece featuring, are you ready for this? $7,000 worth of real human hair extensions. And then the price of styling, $2,500. Ma'am, that is a $10,000 hairstyle. And you are getting roasted online about it. Was it worth it to you? Was it worth it? Casaza said it took close to two hours and more than 1,500 bobby pins to get that thing right and tight. She couldn't move her head. The hairstylist said, that her neck was sore and that she couldn't move her head at her own wedding, which is funny because if you go back and look at some of the videos, like when she's playing the drums, she really is like stiff neck, like trying to play the drums, but she cannot move her head because of the waterfall that is on the head. You know who I blame? The daughters. Teresa has four beautiful, young, hip daughters I've seen Gia be feisty towards her uncle, Joe Gorga. She could have gave the look, mom. We are not wearing the bee's nest to your wedding in the year 2022. But they didn't. We know the wedding was filmed for a Bravo special. I think I saw it will run in four parts. Major drama with the Gorgas who did not attend. And we'll get into that now. Okay. Melissa and Joe were not at the wedding. They were on Instagram amid all the wedding drama, posting things like blood doesn't make you family. I mean, how long have we been doing this with these guys? Literally 15 years of my life I've dedicated to the Gorka family drama. It never stops. It all boils down to a big fight that happened uh, filming the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion, allegedly where I guess Teresa was talking about some rumors that Melissa had cheated on Joe or kissed a guy named Nick Borata. Um, Adamantly denies Nick is also married, has been a close friend of Melissa and Joe for years. 
So then there's this rumor that because Joe and Melissa didn't come because they were posting things on Instagram, Teresa and Louie sent Melissa and Joe a bill for their plate of food since they RSVP'd and didn't show up. Multiple people in their inner circle are claiming that that story is 100% false. People like Jennifer Aiden, Louie actually said we would never in a million years ask for money from Joe and Melissa. We are not petty. Joe and Melissa were missed. Okay. If you spend $10,000 on the waterfall hair, you're not sending anyone a bill for anything. Nothing. Okay. Here are my thoughts on the family drama. If this is all, if this is all the way that it plant, that it played out right on the show, Teresa was so angry all season last year about what was already out there on the blogs being discussed in videos that the audience saw in real time. Things that we saw to be a hundred percent true. You know, the stuff about Louis and his exes, we don't know the details about that, but we all saw the video on the retreat and Teresa was like, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. We're not to turn around one season later and do the exact same thing to her brother and her sister-in-law, I think is very hypocritical. Okay. We'll just keep it there. We'll keep it cute. Number three in this week's pop three, let's talk about Logan on this episode of The Bachelorette. Sorry, The Bachelorette. In this week's episode, Logan switches from Team Rachel to Team Gabby as they are coining the phrases, sending Rachel into another spiral. Rachel's getting a lot of backlash for crying a lot. And I understood it maybe last week, um, but I think we should listen. Listen to me. I think we should cut her a little bit of slack and I'll tell you why. A lot of Rachel's emotions, I think, boil down to the expectations you have when you're the bachelorette. One, the expectations you have going into it, you know, ooh, I get to be the bachelorette. I get to have all these guys, you know, fight over me or whatever. I get to potentially choose my husband to be out of this group of guys. Okay. You have that expectation going in because that's been the format of the show for 20 years. Then you also have the expectations you think that you have to live up to as the bachelorette. And we've heard a lot of bachelorettes say this in more recent years. Hannah Brown, Katie Thurston, now Rachel thinking that they're not, you know, good bachelorettes. Even Gabby has said it this season. So like I said, I was critical of Rachel during the rose ceremony from hell because while, yes, she did get denied at the rose ceremony a couple of different times. Gabby had also gotten denied from a couple of guys the night before. So it's not like every single person was just denying Rachel to be with Gabby. Like Gabby did get some of it too. It just wasn't in such a public setting, but producers got you there, Rach. So it wasn't as public, but it still happens. When Logan leaves, Rachel is left with six guys. Six guys. As the Bachelorette, they've had what? One, maybe no. How many? Two rose ceremonies, maybe three. For you to only have two rose ceremonies and already be down to six guys as a lead in the Bachelorette is—it's insanity. It's absurd. You're supposed to have your pick of the litter. 
You know, you're supposed to be able to feel things out. But when you have a multitude of guys leave and, you know, as they're putting it, reject you, it just takes away from what your experience as the bachelorette is really supposed to be. And I think that's why Rachel starts to get down on herself because, you know, she's like, I'm supposed to have 30 guys to pick from and only six of them want to be here with me. Gabby, after the rose ceremony, no, no, no. Gabby, before the rose ceremony, I believe had eight or nine. So even though it's not a huge difference, like two or three guys, but but in the realm of the show, it is a huge difference. That's two or three potential connections. You know, that could end up being the one for you. After eliminations, Rachel has five guys left. Gabby has six. Okay. Which you think, all right, that's not bad. Gabby only has one more guy than Rachel. Until you remember, we're one rose ceremony away from hometowns. Hometowns. And Rachel has five guys. Like, what if she doesn't even like all five of them? I feel like we know that there's a couple of them that she's not really into. Ethan hasn't been getting a lot of screen time. As we learned on last week's episode with Bachelor Data, we haven't really seen him kiss her. Tyler, although he's very nice, we haven't seen a lot from him. So I think Rachel cares a lot about, you know, the title of The Bachelorette and those expectations. She says it a lot. I'm failing as The Bachelorette because The Bachelorette in traditional seasons does not get dumped by five guys. So I get it. I feel the worst, though, for Rachel's guys, because like I said, you have two dates to figure out if she's the one for you. You know, you have about 60 minutes to figure out if you want this girl to be your wife or not. And Rachel keeps canceling the dates because she just can't handle it. Um, In my opinion, Tino is the one. I don't care. I don't care if you have five guys there. I don't care if you have 100 guys there. Tino, if, if Tino's in the room, you're there. If Tino's in the room, I am there. And you know what? We got the teaser of him maybe getting a little jealous. I like it. Seal me. Maybe it's a little toxic. I like it when my guy gets jealous. David doesn't. David, like, literally wouldn't hurt a fly. Like, he's, he's just a pure assault. Okay, anyways. There you have it. Your pop three, the biggest headlines of the week. And whoo, it was a doozy. And buckle up, baby because the chaos is just beginning the deep dive for the people by the people. Every single week I open up the floodgates to you on my Instagram at Morgan P talks. What do you want to talk about in this week? I don't know if you heard, but Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up. I don't know if you heard Chloe had another baby. I don't know if you heard Kanye West back on Instagram. So Cassidy has this week's deep dive question. Hey Morgan, it's Cassidy from Baltimore, Maryland been waiting for your deep dive on the Keith split. Was this calculated to distract from Chloe and Tristan? Do you think they'll get back together? And what in the world is going on with Kanye? Your pod is my favorite of every week. Keep it up, girlfriend. Love you like a sis. Thank you, Cassidy. Love you like a sis. And we have been waiting for the Keith split podcast episode. My gosh, it's been brutal having to wait almost a week, a week to talk to you about this. But it's also a good thing because I've like, I'm a little bit more Zen than I was. Let's set the scene for you. Friday night, I was on a date with my fiance, David. We were eating. 
was eating some lettuce wraps and I just picked up my phone for five seconds and I had a text message from one of my friends and it was like, Morgan, Kim and Pete. And I knew, I knew like, like the, the price is right. Theme song came on in my head. Like, like called it. Sorry, they broke up on Friday night after nine months. Um, although I don't think they actually broke up on Friday night because have you ever heard of the Friday night news dump? This is a term in media and this is a quote. I looked it up. Releasing bad news or documents on a Friday afternoon in an attempt to avoid media scrutiny. I mean, I don't know about scrutiny for, for Kim and Pete, for Keithy? Scrutiny seems a little bit of a tough word, but Chloe... Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, when we did our wellness check on Keith last week, I didn't want to say it, but I didn't want to make the full blown assumption that they had broken up. But in my head and my heart, I thought they did. You know why? Kim Kardashian loves, loves, love. She loves being in relationships. She loves letting you know that she's in love and in a relationship, you know, like constantly posting pictures of them and on the beach and and, in her house. And it's like, she wants you to know that they're good. And she hadn't been doing that for a number of weeks, which I thought was interesting. So then, you know, the news breaks and, and a flurry of different stories come in. But I just think the Dumois stuff is, is interesting because you see stuff on Dumois that is like July 18th. And it's like Kim and Pete broke up and she's like, I got this on July 18th, but I'm just now posting it. And I'm like, aren't you in the business of like posting rumors when you get them? So why hold on to some, to one that big? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what else went down July 18th? Those Chloe-esque quotes on Kim's page, they were a sign. And what did I say? What did I say? I said those cryptic posts were reactionary posts. You know, it was around the same time that the news broke about Chloe and Tristan and people were like, oh, she's talking about Pete. She's talking about Chloe and Tristan. I'm like, yes, she's a supportive sister. But Kim Kardashian, who cares a lot about her Instagram aesthetic, the way things look, what she's posting, is not going to post a sub tweet to Tristan Thompson. You know, like nine months later, she's just not going to do it. So I think it very much so was about Pete. Some of the posts where things were like, life's too short to wake up with regrets. Girls can see the difference between 200 shades of nude lipstick, but they can't see red flags. We sure can't, Kimmy. So depending on what news outlet you go to, you'll get a different answer on why they split, what caused the split. Um, Some are saying distance. Some are saying the age difference. Okay, let's start with the distance factor because I think that's bogus. It's a bogus excuse. You know, Pete's in Australia filming the Wizards movie. Kim's in Los Angeles. And while, yes, long distance is hard, take it from me, I did it for four and a half freaking years. Still doing it. It's a little better now because he stays for a long time. But like, I get it. I did it in a pandemic, honey, where we saw each other once in eight months, twice. Okay. We went 16 months apart. I didn't, I saw him for 10 days in 16 months. So from personal experience, I can tell you that if you really love someone and you really know 
that that person is the one for you, a three-month stint in Australia isn't going to tear you apart. It's not going to sway you. You know what I mean? Especially now because it's been a month since he's been there. She went and visited him in July. So like you can't wait two months. So I don't think it was the distance. I think that that is a lame excuse. So the age difference. She's 41 and he's 28. I think that's more likely. You know, everything that we saw them doing, you know, laughing about roaming the streets of New York, gathering in Staten Island, if you will. Sure, it's fun and it's spontaneous and it makes you feel alive. But like after the rush dies down, what are you left with? You know? You know, and even in those articles, they were saying like Pete wants Kim to fly out to New York on the drop of a dime, but she's got four kids. And it's like, I also don't think Pete Davidson at age 28 wants to be a stepdad to four of Kanye West's twins. I mean, we, my God, my Lord, help us. We'll get to Kanye. We will get to Kanye. It's it's all just very, very interesting. And it's like, yes, Pete doesn't want to be a stepdad to four kids. At least I don't think he probably wants that right off the rip. But he got the tattoo of their initials. He got Kim branded on his chest. Hot take. It might not be a hot take, but I'm just going to say it because I'm feeling sassy. I think Pete's a love bomber. You know, like when you get a, a name branded on you. Within like the first four months that you're dating, that's love bombing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. This is my dedication to you people because there's other like Dumois tea, which you got to take with a grain of salt, but it's it's literally my lock screen so that I could read it, analyze it, and tell you what I think about it. Okay. Here it is. This was after the breakup was announced. Kim and Pete not talking. Anon, please. An immediate family member works for Hulu in their Santa Monica office. She shared that Kardashian producers are scrambling to keep the Kim and Pete romance alive until season two is finished airing. Kim's trip to Australia was filmed in mid-June and didn't get the content they needed. Okay, mid-June, which means he's even further along in the filming than I thought. Okay, continuing. Another film trip followed and was assumed to reignite their feelings and get some sexy moments between the two, but it was obvious to everyone there's only tension between the two. Pete was annoyed by Kim's attempts at flirting, kept trying to get more space. The two have barely spoken in weeks, despite reports saying otherwise. She also said, don't expect to see Kanye next season. Um, I don't know if I believe that. You, you can't believe everything that you see on Dumois, but... I have a feeling that Pete Davidson is like crushed over this. It's Kim Kardashian, you know, like there's reports that he's calling Chris. He's got her on speed dial. He's calling Chloe. He's like trying to wiggle back in there. But I really don't know what to believe when it comes to media headlines these days. But like in Kardashian world, there's a different conflicting story every single day. I want to know who the sources are. Who's the sources? Who's the reps? Reveal yourselves because y'all ain't making any sense. You need to like converse with each other before you phone up page six. Okay. So the same day that Kim and Pete announced their breakup, who knows when it actually happened, Kim posts a picture decked out in Yeezy. Same day. I think she still like owns a percentage of the company, which obviously could be a factor. But 
like I've said all along, no coincidences in Kardashian land to get the bag. Kim knows when all eyes are going to be on her. Kim knows when to push a product. This week, did you know that Kim Kardashian launched another business venture with um, Beats? A collaboration. It's like Kim and Beats by Dre. And now she's promoting Yeezy, which she owns a percentage of. These people, I can't. Okay. Now on to Kanye. Kanye, 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 Kanye. Who posted, Skeet Davidson, dead at age 28. Kid Cudi was supposed to perform the funeral, but is too afraid of water bottles. Let me break this down for you. Skeet, I want to think, is Kanye's couple name for Kim and Pete. So I don't, I really don't think that he meant like Pete himself, you know, is dead. I think he meant that Kim and Pete's relationship is whatever it may be. Was it in poor taste? Yeah. Was it immature? Yeah. Do we expect anything less at this point? Absolutely not. Um, I mean, hello, Kanye, I'm gonna let you finish West is not like the poster child for maturity. Uh, the stuff about Kid Cudi. So Kanye West was supposed to perform at Rolling Loud. He was unable to attend. I really don't know why, although he did show up, but not as a headliner. Kid Cudi took Kanye's spot. And while he was performing at Rolling Loud as a headliner, I guess Kanye fans were throwing water bottles at him. And it got to a point where Kid Cudi was really pissed. And he was like, one more person throw something at me. I'm leaving the stage. Somebody did. And he left. I don't blame him. Like, grow freaking up. So the reports are saying Kim was super mad and that's why he took it down. Now the headline is Pete Davidson in trauma therapy after Kanye West social media posts. Allegedly Pete has been in therapy since April about all of this. You know, I talk about everything on my social media pages, but I for a reason haven't talked about this because I just want to talk about it on here because there, there comes a point in time where you have to choose whether or not you want to add fuel to the fire. I don't want to add fuel to this particular fire because I think, you know, the Kanye posts are one thing. It's probably, it's probably not just Kanye. That's the issue here with P it's the domino effect of how Kanye fans act whenever Kanye does something like this. You know what I mean? Like Kanye fans are probably yelling at Pete in the street, you know? And and I just feel like the more you talk about that stuff, the more you push it online, the more that that's going to happen. So that's just my, I mean, you do what you, you do what you want, live your life. But that's just my personal feelings about that. So um, if you're a celebrity, you know, people are going to voice their opinions about you, whether you like it or not. It's a fact of life. I actually think it comes with the, the territory, but obviously there are certain things that cross the line. Also, what I don't like, though, are is the fact that these tabloids are now exploiting someone going to therapy for clicks. I don't like it. If we want to be better, we got to do better all the way around. But I mean... You got to report the news, I guess. Okay. Now let's move on to Chloe because wowzers. I told you guys it was chaotic. Truly. A lot of people online think that uh, the Keith breakup was some sort of distraction announcement to take some heat off of Chloe and Tristan welcoming their second child together into the world. 
I did find it odd, the timing of the announcement, because um, it, it very much seems so that they plan to both, they plan to announce both things at once. You, we know the breakup didn't happen Friday. You know, did the baby come on Friday? You know, I just I just don't believe that with Keith, Kim's like Kim calls up Chris Jenner. It's like, Mom, Pete and I just broke up on the phone five seconds ago. Can you please call page six? Confirm that you are a rep and not a source so that people actually believe you and let them know. Like, no, this has been this has been brewing for a couple of weeks. Um, but here in Ohio, Chloe's baby news broke at like 10 p.m., which I believe is seven in Los Angeles. So it's like Friday night, people are out, people are checked out, they're at work, they're not on their phone. So it definitely was calculated. Did they want to bury it in the news cycle? I don't know, but if they did, I don't really understand why. Because the outrage and shock that most people had were when the announcement came out. You know, it's not when the baby is here. People people aren't going to be like, oh, can you believe that baby was actually born? Can you believe it? It's on the earth now. Like the horror. Like, no. People had that reaction when they found out that Chloe and Tristan were having another baby together via surrogate. Like, wow, I can't believe Chloe would do that. But I feel like people, most people, people with some sense in their brain aren't going to be like haters on a baby. Like the, like the baby is an innocent child. So if I were Chris Jenner, I would have done a little switcheroo. I would have dropped the baby news first, the Keith news second. Because to me, the Kim and Pete split was a way bigger deal. Way bigger deal. Then the very next day, the headline that no one is talking about, Chloe and her mystery private equity investor have sizzled out. Do we think there was ever a private equity investor? I was in there at the beginning. They had me on their team. I was ready to believe it. I was ready. I don't think that there was a private equity investor now. Um, I mean, she was preparing for a new baby. Maybe she was trying to soften the blow of the Tristan news while appearing to have been moved on. I just think when you're getting ready to welcome a, a newborn child into the world, you're not dating a new person. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, I have no experience like, you know, in the pregnancy world, welcoming a new child into the world. But I just feel like that's probably not high on Chloe's list of priorities at the moment. So in conclusion, to wrap it up, do I think Kim and Pete was a PR stunt or a contractual agreement, a signed document? No, I do not. Do I think it was a mutually beneficial relationship that had more to it than just liking each other 100%. I still stand by the fact that the Kardashians have a rhyme and a reason to 99.99% of the things they do, the things they release at the time that they release them. People were obsessed with Kravis at first. Right now it's a little much, but you know, people were obsessed with them. I think Kim needed, wanted some of that energy and excitement. Did she need it for the show or did she just need it in her life? I think 
I think maybe both. You know, this is the first real relationship that she's been in post Kanye. I think she saw her sister Courtney with someone like Travis, someone, someone that we didn't necessarily expect. And she thought, I need some of that spontaneous spontaneity. I don't know how to say the word. I'm not even going to try. I need some of that excitement. I need like to be exhilarated by something like a Kravis love. Let me try out someone like Pete Davidson. It's fun. It's hot. It's, it's, you know, there's, he's younger. He wants me to fly to New York. He's funny. But at the end of the day, it was not true love. I don't think that they were in love. Or maybe I don't think that Kim like was in love with Pete because like I said, you don't break up with somebody over a temporary situation, like filming a movie for three months. I think Pete obviously, obviously was more into Kim and I'm not, I don't want to downplay it because I believe that Kim probably did really like Pete. She probably cares about him a lot. She's a good person, but Pete Davidson got multiple tattoos for Kim Kardashian within like the first five months that they were dating. So it seems a little aggressive. Do I think Kim Ye will get back together? Also, no. I think that Kanye, although I do have a soft spot for him, I do. I know that is an unpopular opinion. He has put Kim through a lot, a lot. And if I were her, no, I would not go back. He ran for president. I don't want you to forget that. Okay. <sighs> Woo! I told you the deepest deep dive of all time. I mean, will this be on Morgan P. Talks greatest hits of all time? I thoroughly enjoyed this episode and I hope you did too. I'm not even doing a third segment because my brain capacity, I maxed out. Like all the filing cabinets in my brain are full of Pete, Kim, Kanye, Tristan, Chloe, Chris. And don't even get me started again on Matt and Rachel because I will just go into a spiral. Okay, if you love the show, please rate it. Please share it with a friend. That's your homework assignment. If you have a pop culture loving bestie, I want you to just click the copy link. I want you to send it to a friend. We're trying to take over the world here. And I need your help. A little boop boop five-star rating will also do just wonders. If you want to leave some kind words too, I read them on days that I have emotional breakdowns. So thank you. And we'll see you back here next week on another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. Love you like a sis. I got to go because my brain's malfunctioning. Bye. Ahura Media Production.